everybody. Welcome to Behugging the Cactus and the Keep Going Podcast. I'm Andy Signor, and I'm so excited to, to debut this new series where I'm going to have some difficult conversations, personal ones to me and personal ones for my guests. Uh, and this week, we're talking infidelity. And I brought in a man, David Silverman. Hey, Dave, are you there? I am here, Andy. Thanks for having me on. So excited to meet you, man. Thanks for being on here on this uh, new show I'm trying here. And uh, I, before we get into the weeds of infidelity, the fact that we both have cheated on our wives, uh, it's going to be a heavy topic that we're going to get into. I want to introduce you first so people are aware of your background. Uh, you're one of America's uh, best-known atheists, uh, author, and people may have seen you on TV uh, for the uh, meme that went around, the uh, Are You Serious face. That's you, huh? That's me. Uh, I, it, it's so funny because, you know, I, I you, you go into those shows and I did a lot of television. And before every time I go on, I would practice in front of a mirror and uh, I would have all these responses all at the ready. And then I went on Bo O'Reilly and uh, he said something really stupid and I made a funny face. And that face, not my witty report, not right, <laughs> not the stuff that I practice, the face went so viral. I'm my face is on pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> and you've seen a, I'm sure you don't see a dime for any of it either. That's crazy. Oh, no, no. It's all public domain and, and it's all good. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, it was a heck of a ride to have that little face go famous. Well, you also are an author. You wrote some books, uh, including your new book, uh, I guess your recent book, uh, Fighting God, which people can right, see. Right. It's actually my only book, but I'm very proud of it. Oh, good. Okay. Um, and uh, it was, uh, it's, it's still out there. We have a second edition out there right now for the Trump era. Um, and uh, I'm really proud of uh, 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 I'm really proud of where it went. The the book tour for Fighting God went to seven different countries, and I'm really happy about that. Good for you. It's not easy to yeah. do to get the to get, to get a book out there. You guys can follow right. him over on uh, Mr. Atheist Pants on Twitter. Uh, you can go to firebrandforgood.com to learn about him and his story. Now your story is complicated uh, because you were very successful, fair to say, uh, big atheist in, in this community and, and, and got very successful based off of it. And even as you sort of uh, introduced yourself when we were talking before, really had everything and then lost it all, similar to me. Uh, and you yeah. lost it all uh, to some some cancellation that I want to, I don't want to get into the weeds of the story. I'm going to put a link down to interview. People can learn more about your specific cancellation story. Uh, but you were wrongly canceled. I, I've done some homework on it as well. Uh, do you want to share a little bit of what happened, Dave? Tell, tell our audience what happened with you. Well, well sure. Um, this, I cheated on my wife. And uh, the problem is that um, when you do that, you not only betray your wife and your family, but you open yourself up vulner to vulnerability. And what happened was people, two women used the fact that I had had sex with them uh, and lied about it and made it worse and went to BuzzFeed to have me canceled. Um, they didn't file any sort of reports or anything like that. They just went to BuzzFeed and they went to my employer, American Atheist, where I was pre where I was president. And um, they said some terrible things wrong things about me and uh you know things which as you have seen i can disprove i can literally disprove i can prove my innocence but that was not given any i was not given any due process at all as soon as the accusations came out i was fired and so when that happened of course um everything blew up i lost my wife um we were married for 28 years um we this was not the only reason that we broke up but um you know it was it, it was a problem i mean i mean uh she was humiliated um and uh you know it it wasn't going to get fixed so um 
you shared something that hit the humiliation, I think, is the biggest. That's a good place to sort of get into this. So uh, yeah. well, I want people to learn the story and, and what happened to Dave. Uh, you can go do well, that. But I want to I want to pivot and, and focus on that topic, because I think it's a topic that a lot of men, especially men, just don't want to talk about. And a lot of men don't uh, want to take accountability for. You know, and it, it all fits in. My wife's humiliation all fits in with the entire thing. She's humiliated because not only did I cheat on her, but there were witnesses. OK. Um, one of the reasons that I can prove that I didn't hurt my board member's wife is because there were witnesses watching us play. Um, and, she, you know, witnesses that saw her being the aggressor, the, the instigator. And so that happened um, in front of other people behind my wife's back. So the humiliation that she achieved, I mean, it's not like I was sneaking around. I was flaunting it. And that was wholly unprofessional of me. And it was a symptom of um, what I now look back on as um, a breakdown of sorts. Um, I didn't lose myself, but see, I was a geek in high school. I was a geek in college. I, I did okay in college as far as, as women were concerned. Um, but then I got famous. Okay. I worked my ass off. Then I got famous. Uh, and I didn't get famous because I tried to get famous. I got famous because of my actual work. Right. I was an activist. I didn't become an activist to get famous. I became an activist to get the work done. And I went up the ladder at American Atheist because of the product of my work. And now all of a sudden here I was 40 something years old, president of American Atheists, the guy who created the Reason Rally, the largest atheist event in world history. And all of a sudden, women want to have sex with me. A lot. And so... And just what to, does just, this do? Just, just to help I mean, you there, because it's like, I feel like some people will see that as, oh, what a, what a creep. It's like, no, I, I can relate into that. It's weird. When you have, when you earn power, right? When you earn fame... It is an aphrodisiac for a lot of women. It's sort of that's why a lot of men go for it, right? It's like sure, I, 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 people might look at us and not think we're like the hot, you know, the f Fabio hottest dudes in the world who get it. But it's true when you get fame, right? It, you become instantly uh, more desirable. Yeah, uh, and so you, it is. It's an interesting thing because I, I share that too. As a geek, it's like when you don't have it, and then suddenly women are interested in Ooh. you. It's, Boom, it's, it's a hard like, thing it's to get like, used to, uh, yeah. Uh, something opening. And the way not I was to, raised... Not, not to make excuses, but it's like it's just a thing I think a lot of men aren't right. prepared for, you know? Nobody's making excuses. Nobody's making excuses, or at least not. I'm, I'm not making excuses. I accept responsibility for everything I did. However, I don't respect, expect, accept responsibility for things I didn't do. And um, when I was um, given this situation where... Um, I was an activist, I was an activist, I was an activist. Oh, no, look, turns out I'm good on TV. Oh, look, turns out now I'm president. Boom, that happened all pretty quickly. And now all of a sudden, and I'm, and I'm a meme. And that happened all right at the same time, too. Um, yeah, there were, I mean, it, it was a huge aphrodisiac. Uh, the, there were a lot of women coming on to me, and I was, um, well, uh, uh popular okay let's just say i was popular and i didn't hate it at all okay i didn't hate it at all the way i was raised the more women who wanted you the better 
the war the more notches on your bedpost made you that's the measure of a man right right um and you know now i was i was i was king i was king of the mountain i went to a convention and everybody looked at me i was went to a convention everybody wanted to sit with me right and then oh, that that drug of that getting that power i think is right what what makes us make the choice but i want i want not to cut you off but i, I want to get to the choice mm. that we make right because yeah. and just to sort of share a little bit of my story with you as well of just like because I don't want to mislead the audience who clicked. Andy, why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? Look, in my you know short answer of why I did it, I was selfish. I was immensely insecure, uh, and I was unhappy. But not unhappy in my marriage. I was unhappy with myself. Uh, I don't want to get in the weeds or talk specifics about my ex-wife out of respect. It's, this isn't going to be about her or details of our marriage. It's not about that. She was an amazing person is what I'll say. Uh, and I betrayed her. I broke a trust in our union that was shameful and it, and, it, and it still hurts me to this day and I, I i why i put myself in that situation is still a question i'm always wrestling with and i, I want to sort of have that conversation of you why do we do it i mean to me it's so easy to be a man and say i see that now but i wasn't i was too you know I, I wasn't strong enough to do this but say look I don't want to be in this marriage. I'm, I, I, I clearly want to do something else. Uh, when you're with a partner in a marriage, to, for my, you know, my story, it was very selfish of me to assume that she'd just be cool with it, which I thought, you know, maybe she would be, uh, and to sort of make those choices for her uh, at her age, et cetera, to like sort of be in for a relationship. I was in a marriage together with my partner for 16 years. I, I know you were in yours as long as well, but to make a decision for your partner to say, yeah, I'm just going to break the trust, uh, a trust that's going to be incredibly difficult, if not impossible to amend. Uh, and I'm just going to do this for selfish reasons just to get off or do whatever I need to do. Uh, it's a choice I regret making you know, tremendously. I mean, do you, do you share some of that shame and some of that regret? Oh, a lot of it. Uh, uh, what you just said, I could have echoed for a lot of it. Uh, he'll, my wife, my ex-wife was a great girl. Uh, we were together for 28 years. Uh, she still is a great person and I have nothing but regard for her and I can't blame her. Um, it, uh, to say selfish, I wouldn't say it was selfish. It was selfish, but I think it was more of a desperation for me. It was more of a, um, be, because, and I've been thinking about this for so long, because I was the bottom of the rung of the totem pole in grade school and high school, being at the top was just um, intoxicating. And the idea with my, I mean, my wife would never, my ex-wife would never have said yes. There was no, there was no idea in my mind that my, that my wife would be okay with it at all or get over it at all. Uh, and yet I didn't hide it. And yet I, I had, I, I, why do you think that was? And just for clarity, cause I had some people don't know your story and I don't want to get into the weeds of this definitions because youtube will definitely demonetize us if i get into it but you were into some other communities and sort of the your your life in that uh the you know i'm trying not even say the word it's annoying how youtube censors it but you were in some other you know lettered communities bs you know uh, dm yeah, sort of yeah. things well, where you were um, out there so you um, were your your life was a little bit you know no, no judgment not a lot can of normal people the, do can i say the k word uh, well yeah i know we know what you're talking about but yes you were into yeah. you were into k stuff i was uh, into k stuff um and um and you know i was into um uh but i mean <laughs> hard stuff you know not, none uh, of my I, business it's none of our business right. but the reality was just you were you were 
you were looking for things that I assume in your marriage that wasn't happening. Were you, That's were you correct. doing that to sort yeah, of yeah. try I'm things very... outside of your marriage? Is that what, what a lot of that start, you know, stemmed from? It was, and there was resentment. I had, I had some resentment for my wife because uh, we were married young and she was not as uh, adventurous as I am. I think that's a good word. Um, in fact, she was not nearly as adventurous as I am. Not good, not bad, not putting judgment, but we were different there. And I had some resentment going on that she wouldn't do what I wanted her to do um, and that she wouldn't uh, allow me. I did ask her if we could do some sort of swinging, monogamish, bring in a third person, that kind of thing. And she said no to everything. And that bred uh, resentment in me, which did not justify my actions, but it did in my brain. Um, it, it, but it also, I mean, I mean, I, my brain was kind of a mess. I mean, I think about it, the, the low self-esteem matching with this, this, um, this brand new top of the line place uh, with these with, with women coming on to me left and right. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but that's what was happening. Okay. I was a rock star and um, my ex-wife at home, my wife at home was um, being great, but not being adventurous. And so I got, I mean, you, you can see where I just lost my, my head. Right. I just lost my head. Do you and, have, do you feel like, and I, I, I totally hear you, but do you feel like if you're, if you were of sane mind, you would have chosen to leave if you would, or to change, what would, how would you change it? I guess, do you regret it? Do you feel like now, I, like you, you would just wish you'd gotten out sooner? Do you wish you sort of could turned off that, that part of you, which is sometimes impossible to do? Uh, what, wh how do you think of it now? And, you know, today's version of yourself, like what would you well, have done differently? The today's version of myself is a healing version. Okay. I'm, I'm not the version of myself that I'm going to be in my final state. Um, and uh, I am, I'm not regretful in that I was, I, I was not going to be happy with my wife from that perspective. It wasn't going to happen. Um, I guess I should have left earlier. I guess we should have talked about it or I guess I should have swallowed it and just stayed with her and just been monogamous. Truthfully, I think that's what I should have done. Truthfully, as I sit where I am now, I think I should have just um, swallowed it. But, you know, I say that, but then I wouldn't be happy if I did that. Right. And I think it's so, hard if you're not, sometimes you got to scratch the itch that you're, that you're doing, you know, you got to yeah. do it. You got to do it for I, real. I, wouldn't, you I know? wouldn't have been, I mean, my wife, my ex-wife and I were, were so compatible and yet so different, you know? And so I, I could have stayed with her or I could have, I, I could have made it work. And I think the answer to your question is it depends on what time of day it is as to whether or not I think I should have tried. Right, and, you're, and so you're, you're getting to another topic that I think is important of just the, the shame and the regret. Because to me, it's, mm. it's hard. I feel like men who cheat, obviously, we are even the two of us doing this conversation, some will see this video and go, oh, my God, these are the two most despicable people in the world. They cheated on their significant others. Uh, but, you know, and, and in some ways, you know what? I'll, I'll take that. I understand because I made that choice, right? I made the choice. It wasn't a mistake. I made, the, I, I made that decision to betray someone that was truthful yeah, and honest to me. me. Say again? Choices for me. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, same here. It was more than one person I did it with. Um, and the reality is like that makes, I, I do think I'm a despicable person for doing that. But what's, what's tough is like, you know, a man can't come forward and 
change or you know they always say once a cheater always a cheater uh sort of it's like a scarlet letter a real scarlet letter that's on you that sort of never goes away of oh well you're 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 that scumbag uh and the sad reality is like i and i've talked to other men and i I, that's why i wanted to do this topic to make sure that we could speak to other men who are out there watching it is it is a incredibly difficult thing to get over in fact i don't think i'll ever be over it and i I know my ex-wife will never be over it the betrayal i did to her will affect her and i i don't know i i don't want to speak for her but it's like I can't imagine the betrayal level for her being with someone for 16 years and finding out overnight, oh, he's been sleeping with fans. It's just, it's disgusting. And that is, that is the pain and shame that I, I live with. And thankfully due to my family and friends and therapy and stuff to really go through it and, and focus on me and why, why did I do that? And finding a healthy, healthy relationship and someone who could trust me and not wanting to, tr- you know, break that trust again. Um, I've learned now that I, I, I wish I, I, I wish I could go back and do things differently just for the sake of, was our marriage perfect? No. Were there things that clearly needed to be adjusted? Cause were we both just unhappy in ways? I think so. Um, but should I have been man enough to sort of address them? And I, I think to any man watching that, that's really the lesson I can't share more enough is be honest with your partner. If you're if you're unable to talk about these things, right, with your partner of your desires, what you want in the relationship, or I need this, or I'm I'm having trouble because I'm thinking of doing this. If you can't have those conversations with your partner, then chances are it's not the right partner, uh, because there are a lot of people in the world who have partners who you could talk about anything with. You know, you don't have to hide anything. And I think that was something that was just foreign to me in my in my relationship. And I'm curious your thoughts of like, you know, yeah, I had the ghost number, and I had go, you know, I was terrified for her to find my phone or find things. And I would, I would start trying to like hide my tracks and live in the, living the lie. It was miserable. Lie. It was, it was living a miserable, yeah. terrible. Living the lie is, is the worst. Okay. Living the lie, worried about when it's going to fall, waking up at night in cold sweats, who's telling whom, uh, who's telling what, uh, how, how many people know, when's it going to get back? Living the lie is the worst. Okay. Um, it's almost as bad as losing everything you have. Living the lie is the worst. And, and so the advice that I give is the advice that I take. Um, I have a wonderful girlfriend now. Uh, we live together here in, in, in Washington and we are poly. I might cheat again. And if I cheat again, it's gonna be fine. And, and that's gotta be the way it is. That's right. gotta be the way it is. I will not promise monogamy because I'm not good at it. And if somebody wants me, says, Dave, uh, I'm perfect in every way, but you've got to be, you got to promise you'll never cheat on me. I mean, that's, that's not a promise I really think I can make um, or want to make. And I've come to terms with the fact that I don't really want to make it. Also, I don't think I can. Um, I think what I learned from my first marriage is that I, I, I can't. So uh, whoever I'm with, um, we've got flexibility in the relationship. Right, and I'm glad. Thank you for sharing that because I think some men don't even realize that there are actually options out there with women, men who are open to that. And that, that I think that's the biggest takeaway of sometimes you're just in a relationship, and perhaps you're unhappy in the relationship. Perhaps you're they're both unhappy. They just don't even really want to be honest with each other. But the reality is, you can find other partners that are like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, do there there are ways you can do it as long as there's honesty in the relationship, right? There yeah, are so yeah, many relationships sure. where you can be more open to, to to things that perhaps you aren't. And I and that's that's the best advice. 
advice I can give of like, if you were honest with your partner, one, you might learn something new about your partner and she, he or she might suddenly be more interested in things that you didn't even realize they were. Or two, you'll be able to, you know, be honest and get out of that relationship without the hate and the betrayals and the lies. They may obviously hate you for leaving, uh, but you can leave on, with your head held high that you didn't do anything wrong, that you made the choices to be an adult and yeah. say, look, this is what I want. I did it on, on, on and I did it professionally, you know, like a gentleman. I told you, it's, yes, it's, it's hard and it's how dare I do this, but at least you left on good terms. Um, and I think that's the best we, we can do as men is just be honest with our partners. And if you can't be honest with your partner, then you're not a good person. <laughs> you just aren't. You got well, it. You then, got you're it. In a, then, then you're in a toxic relationship. Okay. Sure. It, that could, it, that doesn't, too. it doesn't, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. If you can't be honest, it means your relationship doesn't facilitate honesty, which could be your partner's fault as well. Okay. If your partner is the person who said, who, I mean, I've had uh, somebody who uh, just yelled at me for everything I did. If I told her the truth, she would yell at me. And that was the, that, that's her facilitating dishonesty. Now, my current girlfriend, um, we were discussing somebody, uh, we were, uh, somebody sent me a picture a little while ago, just a couple of weeks, a couple of days ago, actually. And uh, she says, uh, do you think she's pretty? And I said, yeah, she's beautiful. She says, do you want to F her? And I'm like, well, yeah. You know, and you can have that conversation if you have a, a Paul and, and, and that's a different conversation because now my partner and I are like, all right, well, let's get Dave this and then I'll come back. And, and, and it's so much more of a relationship to me than a relationship where your partner says, do you think she's pretty? And if you say yes, you get in trouble. If you say, yes, I want to have sex with her, you get in trouble um, because you're put into a situation where you have to get in trouble or lie. Okay. And that's, that's not you being a scumbag. Okay. That's the fault of the relationship, not being honest enough. And that's a two person thing. And well, I would challenge you there. I mean, I, I think in my, in there are certain men out there, and not all of them, but there are men who know the rules of the relationship, have been honest and open about it, and decide to choose to go against those rules of the relationship. And I, and I oh, do yeah, think in I that, did that. In that <laughs> instance, but in, I mean, in that instance, I, and mine too, it's like I will call myself. You don't have to call yourself, but I, I do think I was a bad person for doing that. I think I could have, uh, I, you know, I knew the rules. There, there was honesty on her part. Uh, there wasn't honesty on my part. I chose to be dishonest, and that's that. That I think is what I, all I meant by, uh, the, you know, that. Then you're not being a good person if you are blatantly being dishonest to your partner who's being honest to you. Yeah, you're 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 being a scumbag. Uh, but I yeah. agree, there are certain relationships where it's hard to be honest, or they're not being honest with you, and and or they're uh, gaslighting, whatever. There's many, many tons of things that can make it different. But I'm glad you brought that up. It's like there, it's just I didn't know all that. I, I was like, really, there's relationships where guys they can do multiple partners and da da da. Like that's the reality. If you're honest, you might find out your partner is open to that. Or if you're not, and that's something that's more important to you than staying in the relationship, uh, then you know you can exit and do what's what's more important to you. I think that's the thing most people and men and women need to really wrestle with of is, is, yeah. is the drive for what I need more important than the relationship. And I think that's one that's really hard. It's a hard well, one to answer. It, it's hard because the drive for what you need isn't going to go away if you make that decision. So with that drive, that, that decision that you're making drive versus the relationship that's not a one-time decision. That's going to happen over and over and over mm -hmm. and over and over again. True. Which is why, which which is where the tox, which is where the danger lay. Okay, and, and if you have this relationship, like I have now, where um, where that's 
are given in the in the relationship where that's a part of it um you have an insulation against the need to lie against the need to deceive and uh really that that takes all the pressure off of it yeah no it's that, that's it's it's good to know that that's there and and, and i'm monogamish I'm in, a, I'm in a monogamous uh, relationship now uh, again, and I'm, I'm chose that on purpose uh, and, and for the sake of family because I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I know friends who are in those, and no judgment. I just, I, 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 it doesn't seem like something I can do either. I think in my situation, it was just something I did selfishly out of not really knowing how to handle things. And I think there are certain players and guys who will just go be with whoever they want to be with no matter what and not want to be tied down. That's a different sort of thing that we're talking about. But I, I wanted to really speak to the married men out there or even women who are in that relationship and just maybe unsatisfied or unhappy or un insecure or unsure and then stumble upon someone who gives them the attention because let's be honest, in marriages of over 10 years, et cetera, it, it can get monotonous at times, right? Or it can, it, it, you still have to put in the work is the reality. And I yeah. think I realized my bit, one of my other biggest regrets was putting the time to have the affair instead of put investing that time into the relationship. And that was a huge uh, mistake for me in realizing that just the affairs didn't actually make me happy. The affairs are a short, you know, it's a short excitement that at yep. the end of the day actually left me with more guilt, shame and embarrassment than actually when I put time into my marriage and was happy and made her happy. Um, and to me, that is the, that is the best, uh, you know, more advice I can give of if you're unhappy in your marriage, devote the time to make it better, to wine and dine and, and make, make your partner feel loved and appreciated. If you're doing that and you're still not feeling it back and they're not interested in you, then chances are, you know, maybe you are in a, on a healthy relationship and you need to reevaluate what you need to do. Because if you are putting the energy in and the time and you're being honest and they're not hearing you or they refuse to engage or, or do that, then chances are, yeah, maybe you do need to get out of that. But I, I think more often than not, if, if couples uh, and men and women just actually put the time in, and try to fix it or be be there as a part because it takes two, right? You know, it's it's not always what you want unless the relationship is that you're in some s you know submissive whatever relationship. But in most most you know general relationships require working together and you know helping each other and getting that point. To, so I think that that honesty, the conversation, uh, the investing in the time and energy with each other and helping each other uh, is will actually do so much more. I mean, I, and I David, I'm curious because I I've said this to uh, I feel like. If you, I, I've told men this and they're like, oh man, that's hard. But to me, it's like, you know, you're in a good relationship. If you can go to the bar or wherever and the, you're talking to the hottest girl at that bar and you can immediately talk about your significant other. Like, oh yeah, my, you, my girlfriend, blah, 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 blah. If you are, if you, cause to me, like the old version of myself, I would immediately be like, I'm going to not talk about my, my wife or that I'm married or just see if they're interested. Like I would play the flirt game just to sort of have that feel. But I feel like now I'm much more, uh, uh, in my relationship, I'm much, I want to, and I'm also more careful about it. I'm just being aware. Like, yeah, no, I'm, I, my girlfriend, this, da, 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 da. it's just, it's a test you can sort of put yourself through of like, how honest are you? Uh, would you, do you, do you need to go say, no, look, and I think you can honestly, you can honestly have that conversation with a woman, but there's a line there. It's like the, the flirtation line is dangerous because it can lead to things. Uh, do you, do you think that's a fair or difficult challenge? <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's an interesting way to put things. I, I, I will tell you that, um, that initial, that initial period is fun, right? When you're, when you're, when you're going through that initial period, when you're, when you're finding out, uh, if there is interest from there to you, from from them to you, I mean, that's a good drug. Uh, 
is it a measure of the, the quality of the relationship when you don't go for that? No, I don't think so. I would say that in a healthy relationship where you have honesty, um, I would say continue to flirting and try to bring them in. <laughs> and your relationship, okay, it's a, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a much, because I'll tell you one thing, a great pickup line is, my girlfriend and I are interested in you. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, so Wait, would you like to meet my girlfriend? You've solved the problem exactly. You can be honest because, well, I, I think it's admirable because you've acknowledged, look, I can't be monogamous, so I'm going to find no, a partner. I I, I, I'm going to I'm going to get the best of both worlds. I'll find a partner who's okay with that and pursue with me, and I think that is a solution for integrity. some. Integrity. Integrity. Yeah. That's integrity. Nobody's lying. I don't lie anymore. I don't live a life of lie anymore, and I never will again because living a lie sucks, sucks, sucks. And every guy out there who's living a lie right now and you agree with me completely. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. Stuck. The living of a lie is the worst of it. And that's why, and I, but I, you know, for those who can't jump into those types of relationships that Dave's lucky enough to find and you are in a monogamous relationship or your marriage and you want to save it, I do think it, it is a measure of the relationship in that, yeah, you want, look, it doesn't mean you can't go talk to women like, you know, Mike Pence uh, and stuff like that. It's not that extreme. It just means exactly what you said. There's a flirtation game that is exciting. And sometimes you want to see how far that can go and are they interested or what do I got, you know? And I think, you know, choosing to play that game behind your partner's back often is a sign that you're, you know, there's something you should be talking about. Why, why do you need to go fulfill that outside of the relationship? Um, I'll, give you, I'll give you a good story, Andy. And I know that we're going to try and keep it brief, but I was, uh, and I'll try and keep this as PG related as possible. Um, I was at a restaurant maybe uh, three weeks ago. Um, no, maybe four weeks ago. And um, a couple picked me up at the restaurant. They picked me up and they took me back to my apartment and things happened. It was great. They just picked <laughs> me up based on my looks and my conversation alone. You're like, yes. Okay, so, so how does my ego feel without that? Okay. Yeah. My ego went through the roof. I had a wonderful experience. I told my girlfriend, this is what's happening. She says, great, have fun. And then I had the experience and then my girlfriend and I are still together. And it's, it's, um, it, that's a situation. I mean, I, I mean, let me be honest with you. Okay. If I'm, if everything that happened with me hadn't happened with me, and if I was still president of American atheist, and I was still in that same place. And I went to this restaurant and some couple picked me up to have sex with me. That would have happened. Okay. Um, because I was riding too high of an ego. Because they, they they were both great looking and it was a good time and it was positive it was very positive and for me to say oh no no I'm going to turn that down it's just not likely for me given my past and I probably and I didn't want to so I didn't um, and you know it, it's wonderful to be in a relationship where you can have that kind of honesty with your partner uh, because uh, it, it, my girlfriend was happy for me. Right, and, and you bring it, it's integrity. And I think you can still have that even in a monogamous relationship by just, oh, yeah. by even saying, look, a couple flirted with me at the bar. And yeah, and just I have that it. conversation, right? I liked it and, and have that be a conversation because if you're not honest about that and you're hiding it, it's going to, you're going to pursue it in other ways. Uh, and again, it just comes back to, 
you have to be honest with your partner. Uh, and if you're not honest with your partner, there's, there is a problem you should address, whether it's through therapy or through each other uh, or through even just a friend to sort of have that conversation. Why can't I tell my partner this? I think is a question you need to really out there if you're, if you're stuck in this situation, why are you keeping this from them? Because, and if the answer is because they're not going to be okay with it, well then that that's that's the problem you are now that's being you are being the, the trouble because that's you being you, the bad guy you are making a bad decision and you know yeah. it and it's very yeah. easy you know it's very easy clear cut whether you're doing something that your partner would approve of or not and that's the reality that i think most men just really need to come to grips with and if you are making those decisions uh it can be a flirtation for some women that's that's cheating right it could be flirt text you know it's sexting whatever the things you're doing if you know your partner's not okay with it that's a problem. And, and the problem is there are, you know, sometimes you still want to do it. Uh, it should be said there are, you know, there are groups out there that you can go to uh, like AA for uh, SAA. You can go find, there's a lot of groups you can go find to sort of go. If you're having that problem and you have an addiction to relationships or any of it, you can Google those around. In fact, I'll put some link. I don't want to say the words is because it's, I'm trying to keep, I'm probably already got demonetized thanks to his, his stories. No, but uh, I'll put some, <laughs> I'll put some links in the description for resources. You guys can learn about just free groups where you can go talk to other men or women or men and women. Uh, but they are, I think very crucial to help if you're going through that situation. As we wrap this up, I want to thank you for sharing this. I'm trying to keep these conversations a little tight so you guys are more enticed to click on them but i'd love to have you back there's a lot more we could talk about with you dave oh but love I, to Andy. but final thoughts and just sort of like take the takeaways that we want to sort of offer our audience uh i'll share mine and i'll lend with you but again i think the biggest thing we you can do is just obviously be honest but be honest with yourself too it's not just with your partner if you are having a desire or a need to do something you need to address why and if it's something that your partner doesn't want that that, that you really got to address it I don't want any of this to seem like, you know, like I, I, I live with the regret of my infidelity every single day. And while I'm in a, in a healthy, happy relationship that I'm so happy to found and an amazing woman that I, I don't share too much of just out of PTSD of sort of what I've went through. I don't want the world to know my private life anymore. Like I, I do want to keep some things to myself, but I'm very proudly display and, and share that I'm in a relationship that I'm very happy about. And she's amazing. And my family is amazing. And my family is important to me. I still will always have that regret in the pit of my stomach, not just of the pain it causes me, but of the pain I cause someone else. It is, it was very selfish of me. And it's, and it's a feeling I do not wish, I would never wish on anybody. Uh, out of all, everything that happened through my cancellation of losing everything, knowing I betrayed my best friend the way I did that could potentially have harmed her and further her for the rest of her life is something that is just, it's tough for me. It's tough for me as I'm opening up to you guys and being honest that that is the thing that really is the thing I can't, uh, it's going to take me a long time to get over if I ever get over. So I, I, I want to make sure you guys understand it's not worth it. It's not worth it. If you're in a long-term relationship with someone you appreciate and, and, and love and, and want to be honest with, cheating is not ever going to get that solution there. Uh, unless the person turns out to be a polyamorous person, which is rare, uh, more often than not, you know whether what the actions you're doing are correct or not. Uh, and just make sure you are being uh, honest to her, to him, yourself, uh, and to not put them in that situation because it's not fair to them, right? They're not making the decision. You're making the decision and you're putting them in a spot where they are going to suddenly find out later. And they always do. They're going to find out later. Oh, you weren't telling me the truth. And once that happens, once the trust is broken, then you lose everything you had, everything you want. Oh, the memories, all of it are, are out the window because it's so hard to rebuild from that level of mistrust. Uh, so men, if you're out there and you're contemplating it or you're stuck in it, better to have it come from you than someone else. 
put it out there, figure out what you can do, have the conversations, go see a marriage counselor if need be, go to a support group if need be. There are a lot of resources you can do. Uh, Dave, final thoughts you want to add for our audience of takeaways on this topic? Uh, I would just like to reiterate that um, cheating on my wife was the worst thing I've ever done. Um, and uh, I think that um, the the it, it cannot be overstated to anybody out there. It cannot be overstated. The living that the living the lie is yes. is horrible. It is ceaseless, and it is also and all that fear that you fear when you're living the lie is valid, because anyone talks to everyone. And, and women talk. Okay, and something that I learned is that um, nobody keeps a secret. And it all gets out and it all sneaks, sneaks up and, and bites you in the ass sooner or later. I lost my best friend of 28 years. My kid is barely talking to me. She's 20, they're 22 years old, 23 years old. And, um, you know, I lost all that, 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 that's way more important than anything career related. It's way more important than anything, you know, TV or, or, or fame related. I lost the important things and I did it um, because I had low self-esteem and for stupid reasons and blah, 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 that were all preventable uh, if I had just spoken truthfully and honestly. And also if I could just um, think of my uh, family instead of my. Yep. I, I know what you're going to say. Your, yeah. your, your other brain. <laughs> my other brain. Uh, look, I appreciate you opening up and sharing like that. I think it's important for us to have these conversations because I know there's going to be somebody who watches this to hopefully learn from this. Uh, these are important conversations. Yeah. And I don't think I, mean, I, I wish I had the, talked about it when I was going through the situation, but I never felt comfortable to do it. I think it's important if you if if talk to somebody and if somebody opens up to you and says, hey, I'm cheating on my wife. What do I do? take that in and really realize one one. I, in fact, I'm glad you brought it up. There was a friend I opened up to. It was a friend I opened up to about it when it was going on before anything broke years ago, years before it happened. And my friend was just so taken aback, like he didn't know what to do. And I think there is a weird, you know, scary pressure of what happens. Uh, and I don't I don't fault him for it. Like, I, what was he what is he going to do to say? But, you know, I, I do. I think he was just so shocked that he sort of backed off and was like, I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear that. And I'm like, Step away from this. Uh, wow. But, you know, the reality, you know, and I don't I don't I don't harm him. There were, it is what it is. But. The reality is if someone does open up to you and says something like that, take it seriously, listen to them, try to have some serious conversations, follow up privately. Uh, and no, try it's to, complex. Yeah, it's but complex. It's, you, you may not be ready to handle it, but it, it just be known. I think don't be afraid to tell some people. You got you know people you trust um, because it, it, you're not going to want to because you don't want the lie to go out there, right? You don't want to be caught in your lies is the problem. As you said, I'm glad you brought it up. Living the lie sucks. Horrible. Uh, but worse than living the lie is living the after the aftermath of I didn't I didn't I didn't reveal it myself. I didn't have the guts to do it myself and and break this news. On, you know, my way. I wouldn't wish way. what I've been through on anybody. I wouldn't wish what I've been through on my worst enemies. Uh, facts. Uh, so guys out there, be careful. Women, guys, everybody, be careful out there. Be honest to each other. Be excellent to each other. Uh, Dave, thank you so much for being here. I, again, please come back anytime. You guys can learn more about Dave uh, over on his website, uh, Firebrand for Good. You can also pick up his new book, or his, his, his only book, Fighting God, an Atheist Manifesto for the Reli for Religious World. I definitely want you to come back, talk religion, because uh, this yeah. channel is all about topics you're not supposed to talk about, and so we're going to have to go there at some point, too. Uh, but Dave, thank you so 
so much for being here. It's awesome talking to you. Thank you guys at home for watching. Uh, if you got a topic or a guest you want to suggest, please leave it down below. And if you want, you can join our Patreon. That's how you can really support Hugging the Cactus to keep this going. Thank you guys for bearing with me as I get you content here. More is coming. Stay tuned. Thanks for watching here on Hugging the Cactus.